0: Hey, you busy? Mm mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Earth is ghetto, and don't at me. Earth has the ghetto, okay, of the solar planethood. It is it, just, I am flabbergasted, okay, that humans continue to take God's natural design of a thing and corroded in such a way that it is light years away from what God intended. We see examples of it all the time in every area down to even the rainbow. What, if you ask the common person, what does the rainbow mean? They will affiliate it with a coalition of people who chose it particular sexual preference, when in fact, the rainbow shouldn't mean that at all. The rainbow was intended to be a reminder to humankind that God will keep his promise that he will never ever flood the earth again. But that's not common knowledge. Because once again, earth likes to compete with what the creator put in action in the first place. If it was his natural design, we want to go ahead and see how, how can we contort that to the point of almost erasing God's manufacturer default for a thing? It is amazing how disrespectful creation can be i just i couldn't be god god bless god for being god because i couldn't do it i would be off of that throne so many different times to lay hands okay my wrath would be a pun you understand like, it, it, it's frustrating. I couldn't imagine watching that. I can't even watch a movie where somebody's doing something that is stupid to me. It's like, I can't. This is She's annoying me. And, and, and to watch that in real time, like, God is not watching a movie. He's watching our actual lives. And to know the plan that he has for people and have to watch them continue to make the same mistake, to say it in certain cycles, whether knowingly or unknowingly, it is like, oh, my gosh. God bless God. God bless him because he has more patience than a little bit. And the one particular thing that was getting my attention is how we continue to abuse time. Not in the way that you're probably thinking flow with me. Let me tell you what I'm trying to say. So I feel like time was created to keep us organized. I said it before and it's worth repeating. God was like, you know what? Y'all going to need, a morning time and the night time. so let me give you this light to govern the day and this light to govern at night y'all gonna need some weeks so let me go ahead and, and get some days of the week let me tell you work for six days go ahead and rest on a seven you don't need no more than that seven is the number of the week okay and then every single day you know you have your morning you have your night and he broke it down then he was like y'all gonna need seasons so let me go ahead and give you some winter, spring, summer, or fall. Let me go ahead and give y'all that. And then within that, let me give y'all a year, you know, um, 365 days will do. I honestly think, sidebar, that he made that significant after Enoch. Because the Bible says that Enoch walked so closely with God that he went up as is. And Enoch lived for 765 years. So I believe wholeheartedly God was like, let me give a little homage to my boy E. (laughs) And made it 365 days will be the equivalent of a year. And so, you know, he went down and broke down how many days should be in the month and how many months should be in the, like, it, it was all created to give us some significance. You're going to want a birthday, right? Okay, great. Because you're going to get birth. You're going to want this anniversary. Uh, you may like this particular season and all these other particular things. And so essentially time and all the ways that God established it, was to give us reference on how to prepare. You know, you may want to change your clothes. It was an organizational tool, but we have used it in such a way that it is a torment for most because you feel like at this age, you should be there. At this juncture in your career, you should be making this much. At this particular unction of your life, you should be married. You should have kids. You should be a homeowner. You should have 19 streams of of revenue. You should have a portfolio that makes you a two millionaire. Forget millionaire because inflation. And it's all these other things that are triggering people emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, all the leads because they have used time outside of God's original plan. We were never supposed to be driven whether for good or indifferent by time. Because literally the Bible says, God was like, look, a day is a thousand years for me. Like, I don't And a thousand years is like a day. Like I, I created time for y'all. I don't have to fit into the box and the, and the, the space that you created. I created this for y'all. Y'all are not going to box me in on something that I created. Like really think about that. God created time. So he is not obligated to have to yield to a time frame. Yo, that thing that you thought was going to happen at 25, God just may want to wait 10 more years because it will be that much more meaningful to you at 35. You will appreciate it more at 35. Your brain is developed at 35. You know more about yourself at 35. There is something about the way that you set boundaries at 35 that you were not able to do at 25. God has a reason for why he moves how he moves. And the more that we get, aligned with that and and have a relationship with him and not where we understand his ins and outs but we understand that any time frame that he sets is for our good that anything that he delays is for our good that if we don't understand the time frame it is not a predication on whether he's still good god is great he is the perfect planner he doesn't need your, your, your nudge, your reminder. He doesn't need any of that because time is not what God is pretty. It's not something that's on the top of his list. I'm not going to hold you. I don't know if you read your Bible. That's between you and the Lord, but, uh, Jesus didn't start his ministry to 30. Why three decades? I don't understand. And then three decades to only be there for three years. That doesn't make sense to us, and it shouldn't because he did more in three years what most people do for their entire lifetime. Like, the Bible literally says that if all the things that Jesus did was written down, it wouldn't be enough books to hold any of it. So while we look at three, like, if Jesus was now, oh, we would be clowning him. Like, bro, you waited all that time to be a three-year wonder? (laughs) Like, we would be making him look like, I don't, like, so... That was stupid. Like, how come you you should have just did that at 20? We would have so much to say, but there is something to be said about the way that God prefaces time. And I think that if we were to yield to that and be more understanding of that and take off our perspectives of what time means to us, then maybe our lives would be more enjoyable. We wouldn't feel the pressure. Either internally or externally alike. When somebody asks, well, when you going to go for that promotion? I don't know. I'm following God. Maybe it's some things he still wants me to go ahead and gather in this moment. But like, I'm not pushing it. You've been here that long and you still on that pay scale. Listen, i this is not my permanent address and it doesn't have to be when God says move, I could probably triple my income by just one move. But for now, this is where I'm at like, I'm cool with it. Like if you really were to peel back the layers of your frustration, I guarantee you time is, is one of the aspects. He's not moving fast enough. You're not where you want it to be at this time frame. Things are going too slow. You're getting frustrated. You thought you would have had more by this time. This looks like it's too late. It's all predicated around time. And why would God want us to use something that was supposed to be a helpful tool? Why would he want us to use that in a level of torment in our lives? Why? That is demonic. That is not of God. And I do not believe that he wanted that for us in the first place I truly believe that he's gotten to the point that he's like if y'all would just look at time the way that I look at time you would feel better about your situation you will feel better about yourself and you it will make you feel better if you just started looking at other people. Like, I love the fact that when Tabitha Brown, and I always go and reference her if the Holy Spirit allows me to, and that's just what he wanted me to do. So let's go. She actually did an interview that people were like, yo, you just came up, up overnight. And it kind of was terming her like a one hit wonder or like a overnight success rather. And she was like, well, if you call 20 years an overnight success, I mean, okay. Because she was doing things in her own f- works, in her own flesh. And so she was doing the acting, doing the whatever, but I ain't going to hold you. I don't know, really. I can't name five things that she was in. Maybe more so because I'm not a TV watching grandbaby, but like literally when you do things out of God's timing, when you do things in your particular works, when you take the equation of, you know, faith plus works equal blessings, and you kind of have a little bit of faith, but you're going full blast on the works. Then you have to understand that you probably are wasting your time trying to force time along. Because now she is in the center of what God literally wants her to do. And that's why she has the attention of almost the entire world. There is something about using time the way that God sees it. And I I feel like the reason why I started off with Earth is Ghetto is because we are living in a time that uh, the generation that is now is literally now. Like they are the microwave is too slow generation literally people are trying to go viral instantly people are trying to have the one hit wonder that they just keep going out going out I remember seeing something the other day somebody referenced and was like people don't even make albums no more they just dropping a whole bunch of singles trying to keep hot trying to keep hot trying to keep going and it's like you're gonna wear yourself out like that like you need to have a body of art Yeah, we don't buy CDs anymore per se or cassette tapes per se anymore, but people are wanting to stream a body of art. Now it's almost like the only option you have is to create a playlist. People want to be able to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to listen to the body of art of this particular, like go back to being an artist. But when you are looking at trying to stay ahead, trying to stay on top, trying to stay viral, trying to stay, you forsake the very reason why you came into the industry in the first place. You forsake the particular aligning and purpose that God put on you because you are trying to compete with time. When in fact, what you should be trying to ascertain is being timeless. That's how you become a classic. Yeah, I don't know that like Luther Vandross was like, let me hurry up and keep. N-. No, he just was like, I thought to myself, I don't want nobody. And he was able to record that song. And it was a classic to this day. We still sing in Big Lou. Okay, Lou from the back streets. And I feel like Earth is not training us to align to how God sees time. And when I thought about it, I was like, I don't even think that we realize that almost everyone great had to wait, had to wait a time frame that most people, if not wired to have that particular passion and calling and wiring, they would have faulted and said, you know what? This is just not it for me. And I believe that people faint for two reasons, meaning that they do not see it through. One is it was never your calling in the first place and your motives was wrong. Two is you are trying to do it in a way that God didn't align you to do it. So it's only so long that you can carry something that's too heavy for you. I believe that it, it goes down to one of those two things. And so I wanted to go back to Noah. Because I don't think big Noah, gets enough. Uh, he don't get enough uh, play in these streets. This man should have been the epitome of weight. Like I know his name is spelled N-O-A-H, but it should have been spelled W-A-I-T. Because, sir, (laughs) wow, okay? So prior to Genesis 8, God pretty much told Noah all the particulars that he needed to do. Like I don't know how this man kept all the intricacies and details and all e or the above without having an emailed written down text message but like shouts out to you sir because the bible was saying that um you was past 500 years old okay and there's certain 20 year olds that memory is just giving very much ant life and so god bless you but when i read genesis 8 i was like time out we wouldn't have stood a chance of following such a heavy a heavy anointing to carry out God's mission. Like, let's just go ahead and read it. So Genesis eight, you know, I read in the NLT version, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start our first one. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. I'm sorry. Pause. What? Hold on. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat did you forget God? Like, did you, Oh, I know you had one of my naps, my power naps that be having too much power. Sometimes I get it. Like what, what, why did the Bible want to start off with saying, Oh, he remembered you. I'm saying you, there's no way you could have forgot. Cause because a couple of chapters before and you was giving very much details on what was going on, how you wanted him to have certain pairs, seven pairs of that. And one pair of that, making sure that he had enough food and this, that and the, you was giving him very intricate. So I refuse to believe that after that zoom conference call that once you left, you forgot. So why does it say, but God remembered and God was trying to remind me again, I don't run by y'all time frame. <laughs> it's ready when it's ready, ma'am. I, I get ready when it's time to get ready. I don't have to stay ready because I am time. Yeah. Y'all made that up. Stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. I am ready. I am like, Oh yeah. Cause reading that now in anybody's life would have been like, uh. like imagine like Loki. I can't even get past this sentence. Imagine someone giving you details on what they needed you to do. It's something really heavy they gave you the recipe and the meal plan and all that for thanksgiving dinner they wanted you to go to this store that store i'm talking about like the list of what they wanted you to carry out was hefty and then later on in that after you're building and doing and getting all the pieces and hold on where can i find this particular spice and you got to go to different stores and do like you really are engulfed in it and then you get a text message saying I remembered you. Oh, how would you feel? Would you be like, ain't no way you forgot. Ain't no way, boy. <laughs> ain't no way. You forgot me? Like, no, I'm just letting you know I remembered you. Like, okay, that would be a whole argument right there. But let's continue. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth, and the floodwaters began to recede Two. The underground waters stopped flowing and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. Three. So the flood waters gradually receded from the earth. After a hundred and fifty days. Four. Exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Aratat. Five. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. Six. After another forty days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat. Seven and released the haven or raven. The bird flew back and forth until the flood waters on the earth had dried up. I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep going. Eight. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could not find dry ground, nine, but the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat. And Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. 10. After waiting another 7 days, Noah released the dove again. 11. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in his beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another 7 days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. 13. Noah now. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, 10 and a half months after the flood began, the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth. What you mean almost? Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. 14. Two more months. I'm talking about it's giving SpongeBob two months later. 14. Two months went by, and at last the earth was dry. 15. Then God said to Noah, Oh, you enter in the chat, sir? okay 16 leave the boat all of you you and your wife and your sons and their wives 17 release all the animals the birds the livestock and the small animals are scurrying on the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth pause i'm sorry (laughs) um This is giving slow motion. This is giving God, if I hear one more, all these noises, if I smell another piece of elephant dung, if I get one more sting by this mosquito, if I smell one, sir, I'm going to need you to rapido, like get this together, like andale, andale, like come on, sir, because who could wait? You. God, I can't take it no more at this job. I'm so over leadership. They being unfair. They making work conditions more. They making, like, what do you, so I need you to do something and will. Okay, you know what? I just feel like if I have to go back to this doctor and hear one more thing, if I have to keep putting up with these kids, if I have to keep putting up with these financial situations, like, I can't take no more. And you will. So, wait a minute. You mean that if I get a temper tantrum in a spirit, you're not going to move and won't. Okay, so what moves you? Me. And when something is ready. <sighs> okay. But God, like, I need to know, like, 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 give me an idea so I can plan. Like, what's the, um, what's the time frame so that I could, how do I prepare? Oh, you just gonna look at me. Because you need to just walk with God. He's not interested in you preparing past where he wants you to be. I don't see anywhere in here that Noah was like, all right, so this is what we're gonna do when we get out. We're gonna do ABC and, and you would think entering the second half of the act of earth that you would have a plan, sir. Let me explain something to you. I would have had chalk. And I would have been on the side of the golfer wood. Like I would have made a part that would have been like low key, my little office. And I would have been like, look, ham, you paying attention. Okay, look, so this is how y'all going to go ahead and do this. And then you, Shem, Shem. Come here, I'm teaching your brothers what y'all going to do when y'all get out there so y'all don't be embarrassing us because this is a big deal. We're the first family, and I need us to have this lockdown. Like, listen, know your part, okay? You do this. Like, I literally, I probably would have been a little bit Joe Jackson-ish in the spirit. I'm not going to hold you because of the pressure of, yo, we got to nail this. Like, God found favor on us. Like, this is not to be a game. Like, I need y'all to be clear because most of the time when God was talking to me, I don't see that y'all were there. So let me make sure that you are aware, like, yo, know your steps. Five, six, seven, eight. And we would have been practicing and we would have been rehearsing because the last thing that we're going to do is be wasting time in the boat, not knowing what we're going to do when we get out. But I don't see that Noah was doing that. And I also don't see that God put the pressure on Noah to do that. It was literally take it a day at a time. Do what you can for today. And whatever today serves you, you'll know what to do for tomorrow. How do I know that? Because when he let out the raven and they couldn't find, the raven couldn't find no um, dry land, it was like, cool, I'm going to wait another week. I'm not going to hold you. I probably would have tried one more time during that week. But but what's the rush? (laughs) Like... What are we rushing to? Like you got a job to get to? Ain't no job. God erased all them jobs. Like what you what? What what are you rushing to? And the fact that when Noah got in the boat, I think the Bible says he was six hundred in a previous chapter. And that when he got out, Buddy was a hundred and one. Uh, I'm sorry, 601. Yep, that's verse 13. Now, Noah was now 601. And guess what? You would think, okay, he'd been there a year. Like, let's get out of mm it. Like, literally look at the time. Like, it almost seems like, God, were you dragging your feet on the throne? Like, what's up? And I think it's because like, literally when the Bible says in Romans do not conform to the ways of this world, I think God is very clear and like, I don't rush anything. Everything is in decency and order. Everything has a time frame that I find suitable. And the closer and more accepting that you get to just yielding to how I do a thing, then you will be released from all the cares of the world. You literally would just be like, it's in God's timing and I trust it you will find the fruits of the spirit of having joy and having peace and long suffering because you realize that it's no longer on you to make anything successful it is not up to you on how great you market it is not how about how well you grind your networking how close how many accolades you got where's your education at all of those things if god told you to do it will be blessed but up until that point he's not interested in making you the first in the soonest and the fastest if it's not a part of his plan he's not interested and you or nobody that he made is going to force him to use the thing that he created for us against him he's not interested because when I read this I was like God you told buddy in seven days it's going to be rain but you never told him how long he was going to wait he was like and I I didn't have to how did you know that Noah would be that patient to wait out until you found the right time to be ready? You had to have known something about Noah. I know he found favor with you, but how did you know that he was willing to have that particular, like that character trait? And then I thought about it. I said, Noah, he had a vineyard, which means he knew how to wait on crops how to go ahead and plant at the right time. It's almost like he perfected understanding God's timing, especially because it was one thing that really got my attention. So when the Bible went ahead and started naming all the descendants of Adam in Genesis 5, literally when it was time to name Noah, so Genesis 5, 28, when Lamech was 182 years old, he became the father of a son. 29. Lamech named his son Noah, for he said, may he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. 30 after the birth of Noah Lamech lived another 595 years and he had other sons and daughters Lamech lived 777 years and then he died 32 after Noah was 500 years old he became the father of Shem Ham and Jepheth. but it is it was a key eye-opener for me that out of everybody else that was named here and how long they lived and they had sons and daughters and then they went ahead and birth- Lamech was the only one that put a special anointing on his child Lemick was the only one that planted the seed of, you're going to be the one that breaks generational curses. You're going to be the one that gives us relief. You're the one that's going to do something different. You're the one that's going to have a different perspective. You're the one that's going to literally be the exodus to all the other things that's happening in our Genesis. And there is something about speaking a seed into your children, into your business, into your ventures, into the path and the purpose that God has for you, that you don't care what you see right now you're like you know what relief is on the way because what Lemek don't know is that he was low-key prophesied how did you know that he was going to be the child he didn't know he named him and spoke that in faith like he literally needs to be on a hebrews wall of faith in hebrews 11 that that got my eye Lemek named his son noah for he said may he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the lord has cursed because what you don't understand is that once adam did what he shouldn't have done god was like now from this ground you're going to learn how to toil you're going to be grinding you're going to have to work hard you're going to have to do all these different things and people don't even understand that modern day grinding to that degree what they're actually doing is operating under the curse of adam when they should be relaxing ebbing and flowing with God under the relief of Jesus that is why grinding bothers me so bad that because it's like so do you want to be under the curse because I'm not interested (laughs) I don't want that I didn't see Jesus grinding waking up at one o'clock in the morning and like I didn't see any of that Jesus was just like I'm here to do what my father said to do and the way that I feel called to do it and I'm going to walk it out the way that God said to do it the end if I feel like I need to be by myself I'm gonna be by myself if I feel like I want to go ahead and having a little bit of snack with Zacchaeus I'm gonna go ahead and do that but I'm not going to be the way that Moses looked when he was there from day to night and Jethro was like bruh like give yourself a break that is toiling that is grinding Jesus didn't resemble that so I don't want to reflect that period but I went back to this with Lamech naming Noah because of the fact that he must have known how to wait on a thing because the ground that they depended on food for the ground that they literally had to just wait for nutrients for he had to learn how to wait because of the fact that that lamb was cursed before he even got on earth So for, it almost seems like in order to be blessed, in order to really just not be stressed out while you wait for your blessing is to develop a character of being able to wait the waiting period. It's almost like that's one of the questions for us determining if we even want to go to something. How how long does it take to do A, B, and C? Well, how long is it going to take for my hair to go? How long should I see results before I start working out? How long? And it's like what we're trying to do is see how fast can I get a reward for a little bit of input. And that's not how this works. Not with God. Not in God's economy. God's economy is you wait. And then you wait some more. And then you wait again. Because we, we read a lot about what's going on uh, internally, kind, but we don't know what God was doing. We don't know if it was like, eh, I kind of want to do this a little bit. We don't know. All we know is that it wasn't ready yet. And if you're not sure, then use wisdom. And if wisdom says, uh, I'm uncertain, then you wait. Because when the raven went out and found nothing, But then went out seven days later and came back with a leaf. What if Noah would have been like, let me go ahead and open this up. And then now you drowning things that can't swim. Yet it would behoove you that if you're unsure, wait. Oh, but we don't like that. We treat life like a game show. Make a decision now. What you going to do? Which one, which door you going to choose? You going to calm down. The Bible speaks about wisdom and Proverbs in a way that it said, if you use wisdom, you would get knowledge and discernment. And when you use wisdom, you would get favor with God and man. And when you walk in wisdom, you would get knowledge and understanding. There is something about wisdom being very much related to waiting. Wait. It's okay. Not waiting to the point that you paralyze making a decision. But waiting to the point that you're like, well, from the knowledge that I have and from the information that I gathered, this seems to be the best way. It's okay to say, "Mm, I gathered this information, but I'm not certain yet. And so if uncertainty has entered the chat, then you're going to wait until God gives you something else. Because for the raven to come back with something, it was like, hmm. Yeah, but if it was dry, you would not have come back. And so the fact that he knew that, the fact that he was like, okay, uh, it's almost gone. Let's go back to 10. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. 11. This time, the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in his beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. 12, he waited another seven days and then released a dove again. This time it did not come back. You see how one false hurry up move could have ruined this whole situation. First of all, I'm assuming that Noah went ahead and released the dove in the morning. But if it took you that long, that by the time that you saw a fresh olive leaf, that you came back in the evening, yeah, it's not done because you had to search too long for that. So you knew, oh yeah, it's not ready yet. And that is why we need to ebb and flow with God. God, from the information that I'm receiving, I am feeling like, "Mm, what's the harm in waiting another seven days? What's the harm in waiting? There's never no harm in waiting. But what would the harm have been if Noah was like, ah, good enough, I'm sick of being in this ark anyway and decided to open up shop? Use wisdom. With wisdom, you get understanding and knowledge and discernment. And sometimes wisdom is wrapped up in waiting. Build a character. Build a characteristic in your soul that is okay with yielding to the waiting period. Do you understand that? And that's your challenge. But listen, I feel like you got what you needed. Mhm. you know what these conversations are right? They are life provoking conversations conversations that not the average person's gonna have with you, but who your favorite home girl yeah uh yeah I should put that out let y'all stream that and <laughs> make it a hot you know sixteen situation but listen, um. You got websites to go to. Created two multiply the number two, dot com. Uh, you got Patreon, Strive the letter N, Inspire, and um, I know your girls on YouTube somewhere. Have you have you known? Have you searched? Fine. well. Listen, all the things is all the things. If you find me one way, you find me a whole bunch of ways. Okay, and like um, the deacon has said, Rihanna um, tell your friends to pull up very much okay but you got things you need to go ahead and evangelize right because you're going to tell your homegirls to tell a friend tell a friend that is him again and right that's how we're going to do it so go ahead and do your evangelism let the lord use you okay and um we'll talk later yeah we will later